Hello and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. I'm India and I have not read every book in the main series, but with me today, my friend and closest confidant, Peter, has... Hello, um, India. Great to see you today. Hope you are well. Uh... I am well, and thank you for asking, PB. Um, swinging it over to the sweetest angel with the biggest heart, Joshua Dean Baker. Oh, I thought it was going to be AJ. I'm so I know, honored. I know you did. <laughs> now the- uh, you know we I all think you're a fucking asshole, Josh. <laughs> I don't think I know, so. <laughs> so excited to have you here. And last but certainly not least, my favorite on the podcast, nice. AJ. Hello. We knew. I'm here. Go Birds. Uh, this episode came out. Go, go Birds. Birds. Yes. After the go Eagles birds. won the Super Bowl, I'm we, calling it. After the Eagles win the Super Bowl, yes, I'm exactly. It. They have won the Super Bowl. I'm going to put it right now. It's going to be 36 to 24. Okay. okay. Uh, Eagles. All of a sudden, I'm feeling very self-conscious about the energy <laughs> we're putting out on the show. No, and I am putting... A lot of money on that exact line. So we that's right. We fucking love sports betting. Yeah, that's why that's that's why this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. (laughs) That's right, baby. We finally got we finally got the first sponsor is like book of the month. It's fucking DraftKings. Could you imagine DraftKings and then Raid Shadow Legends? If there's one thing the Malazan community loves, it's fucking DraftKings, they baby. They love sports betting. Um, great, great. Thank you guys for that awesome introduction. Um, <laughs> this is my episode, my yes, way. sorry. Burger Queen. It's like a spinoff of <laughs> Burger. Burger King. Yeah, no, it's... Um, you sent it today. It was, it was really good. good. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, yeah, here we do not talk about football. No, no, no. We are talking all about chapters 19 20 and 21 of dust of dreams we do not talk about football we talk about the birds go birds go birds birds. (laughs) um inch i uh i did want to ask you just one quick question i know you want to get into the show um i actually was listening to a recent episode where we discussed candy and you guys were very mean to me that came out recently and uh on it there was a brief discussion of the green m&m who um rest in power kind of a fallen feminist icon um and uh, I, I just thought we said i thought we outlawed rest in power um, from our personal conversations and, and india i would be curious who in the malazan series do you think would be a feminist icon if she was wearing maybe sensible flats instead of kind of a heel you know wow feminist icon i would have to insensible say flats insensible flats i'm gonna go dead or alive dead or, dead alive. or alive let's say what was her name oh my goodness um idina menzel <laughs> is that joke too old she... yes <laughs> fucking ancient <laughs> ass josh on the show right now um all right yeah wait can you I don't get it. Do you remember when John Travolta <laughs> botched her name at the Oscars? Nadim Mizel. Adele Dazeem. That's right. Josh. Okay. I've never watched Great. the Oscars. So. Whiskey Jack's girlfriend. Oh, Corlat. Corlat. Isn't it horrible that you're asking me who a feminine icon is and I, a feminist icon, and I respond as so, some man's girlfriend <laughs> that's dead? Wow. So that's something I'm thinking about. Corlat, feminist icon. Love her. 
I'm going to go with the whirlwind goddess ending the world because of a shitty man, <laughs> as is her right. Powerful choice. The thing is this, I feel like you guys are all choosing characters that aren't relating to sensible flats. And I'm very... Oh, I haven't picked one yet. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm, I'm very keyed into that. Ooh. Is she currently wearing the sensible flats or she would be better in sensible flats? She would be oh. more... She would be more feminine. Well, let's not try flats. to improve oh, okay. a woman here. Um, yeah. Okay, so oh, so what, AJ? Chalice. What, you don't chalice? want women... I was going to say yeah, Chalice. I was going to say Chalice. Oh my I think t- Tavor does a lot flats. of walking. I could see Tavor in sensible flats. I didn't want to say Tavor because, like, it seems like the easy one. It does. 100%. Yeah, it, it does. could be maybe to Amber. Tamber. Oh. How do you feel about Suckalandaloo? Uh well first off, I hate the name and so uh, I never want to. It's also just that. not how you say it. Okay. <laughs> it's giving oh, Kilmandaros. Okay. Oh. Mandaros in sensible flats in is sensible a really flats. great image. Yeah. Well, really great image. She's a huge woman. I think it would distract from the, the knuckles dragging on the ground, I think. You would see these perfectly white flats and be like, oh, wow. And the many, many joints in her elbows. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe the knuckles. also just her, just her breasts swinging on the mm. floor. Do you yeah. see they, they swing? It's all drawing to the sensible flats. Sen- sensible <laughs> flats on the knuckles, maybe sensible flats on the boobs. Do you know what I mean? On the nipples. On the Whoa. nips. Maybe many flats going on. That um, would track as well, I would say, for this kind of character. fully have lost the plot of this conversation. <laughs> Not positive, but loving the energy as always. Yeah. Um, well, with that, how do, you, how do you feel about us diving into chapter 19? I have so much I want to talk about. I'm dying to get into it. Let's, let's go. Oops, splash. Oh, you don't want to splash, AJ. You want oh, more like a... Sorry. Uh... Oh, there we go. Good, AJ. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to make a Peter, splash. can I hear your noise? <laughs> Are you even trying? <laughs> what? what? Okay. Let that? me try again. Let me try again. I'm imagining. Okay. Okay. Thank you. There you go. Wow. That first one was awful. <laughs> Inge, t- t- take us in. Dive off the board. Oh. Lead us in. Done. Oh, melodic. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Oh, All right, last Josh, thing. Josh, oh. yes, please. I could go for a sec. I could go a second noise. Yeah. Listen, I'll do another noise. It's kind of like it's kind of like the water is like sucking me in as I go. That is good. Last thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. Are you trying to do? Who's trying to do Tim Allen? Right. Chapter 19. Crazy, crazy things. I would actually call this more of like a setup kind of chapter, which makes sense because here we are circling the drain to the end. (laughs) So yeah, everybody's now like, oh shit, Draconis is back. And we like first come in to see Kilmandaros. Sukul laugh. Sukul? Sekola, I don't Se- know. Sekel, Sechel. A lot of Crazy suckling name. in these names, I have noticed. <laughs> okay. Agree. And the errant. Um, I'm not really sure what happened to them. I feel like they got, like, knocked. Like, first of all, can somebody... Let's start with this thing that him coming out of the sword. Why did it send, like, ripples everywhere and everybody knew? 
Because like it's power, like it's very powerful, and it's kind of this return of a yeah. where did it happen? Drugistan. Mm, no, and well, where... he, no, no, no. He came out of it here on this continent. Just yeah, now. sorry. I guess yeah. I was talking about more. It is tied to the yeah. events of last book. Yeah, I do believe the elder gods all have a connection to each other because at the beginning, like earlier in this book, the errant, you know, called them all together. Or no, what's your face? Called them all together, or whatever. But I think most of the time, like they don't reveal their whole power to each other because it's always a game of who secretly has more power than who. And Draconis just right. said, "I'll fucking whip it out. I like, I, like <laughs> yeah. let's do it." And that kind of like fucked them all up pretty good. Yeah. I. See. I see, I see, which makes sense because immediately, you know, the thoughts are like, what the fuck just happened? Um, mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to swing it over to, um, does anybody specifically want it or I'm going to throw it to PB. What's you up? were very excited about this chapter. Mm, I am. So what were your, what were your opening thoughts? Tell me everything. Um, this was a cute little bit between the three of them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting to see their development as this dynamic that is really we followed through. Um, and then it's also it's fun that mail is kind of the window in for this um, a lot of this exchange. And um, I, I mean, there's that what I mean is there's that tag with mail at the end. Um, and then it's fun that we both see Kilimandros have this exchange with um, the Aaron and Sekalath, who we've seen their dynamic throughout most of this book as they've kind of been negotiating their power around each other. And then also see Kilimandros kind of almost expose her thoughts and what she thinks about these other gods in that conversation with male. And there is like a little bit more uh, that the reader learns about what's going on with them. And uh, this is not the most exciting storyline to me, but it is, um, mm. we do learn a lot here and it is fun to see them as like characters and, and to see that point of view from Kilmandros. Now, I do have a question. If you were on the errand, would you trust Kilimandros and Sukulath with like a plan? Like, would you be like, yeah, um, I, I think that we're all going to be in this together and equally you guys are not going to fuck me over and I believe this. To be honest, uh, I was actually mm -hmm. biking to work today and I was thinking about Menandere, uh, Suckle Andalou, mm -hmm. Shelfalor, and I kind of love their like fun, they're very fun characters to me and they're kind of like, kind of catty backstabby like camp it's a little campy to me and I, I think it's a similar thing and we see this dynamic uh elsewhere often in malazan where it's like very powerful people who are clearly in some sort of uh tenuous alliance and that truly are not like there is no sense of common purpose based on cause or beliefs um it is more based on opportunity or like a, a, a desire for ambition or to gain power so i certainly um feel that's reflected here and it has been interested to see um the three of these people who clearly um in my opinion it doesn't seem like they harbor a deep love for each other yeah you know i definitely think like a like a familial i hate friend groups in like a in a regular setting i just uh, okay I hate them okay no okay well okay because all right let's get because right now you know we're working with a lot of <laughs> We're working with a lot of alliances. We're working with a lot of assumptions mm -hmm. here. Like, I have to trust you to believe that together when shit goes down, you're going to be there for me on, this, on the other side. Meanwhile, we mm. have people out here killing their own brothers. There is no trust. Um, now, as for me, I hate a friend group. 
I like one-on-one relationships. I just, when there's three involved, I just can't trust Mm. that the other two have my best interest at heart. Two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. You know, that's the thing. That's what Ben Franklin says. Yeah. Um, That's actually what Pretty Little Liar says. (laughs) Ben Franklin wrote Pretty Little Liars? No, he stole from it. Oh, interesting. (laughs) He plagiarized Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, There's a difference. That's a, um, I, I so, hear that's one of the lost books of the Bible. It's the Third Testament. It's the, it's the Third Testament. If you actually read the book, if you of read Ezra. the Poor Richard's Almanac backwards, um, Pretty Little Liars. Well, um, he gave okay. us all the clues, Mister Policeman. Anyway, keep going. What's up? So, so yeah. So all I have to say, I would not thrive here. Um, in any of these mm. situations, mm. everyone, I just. Mm-mm. One, one, and also just like in, a, in an alliance in general, I just feel like I'd be really bad at war, but also maybe really good because I'm really good at like pretending everyone's my best friend. But moving on, we'll leave this here. Um, yeah. Can I, can I really quick ask a question in this part? Mm. Um, mm. Unless this is one of those classic AJ just kind of misunderstands a thing because we kind of s- skimmed over it. But, you know, I definitely think I have the answer. So lay it on me. <laughs> There's a sentence here, uh, Draconis has broken Kalor's curse on him. Did we know that that's why he was stuck in the sword? Was was a Kalor's curse, a curse put on him by Kalor? Um, I think that could just be more flowery language, but I don't know. And Draconis walks free. Draconis has broken Kalor's curse on him. I, I don't know. No, there's definitely has to be something there. They're both so old. Something must have happened. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I I just wanted to know if that was supposed to be like a reveal or if this was just them in the middle of a conversation. And I'm just like seeing the line now as we're recording. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. I have Googled it because I did not remember, but it is actually super cool. And I would love to share what I found. Please. Um, So it's actually yours. It's actually from the Memories of Ice prologue. Whoa. Yeah. Flashback. As you remember, Kalor encounters some elder gods um oh, yeah crawl draconis the lady oh, the sister yes. of cold and nights he did curse them all oh shit oh, yeah. whoa that's so fucking long ago calor using the power of all the death he caused in the destruction curses them yeah crawl you like should crawl you shall fade from the world and be forgotten draconis mm-hmm. what you shall create shall be turned upon you so that oh, is kind of sword. which is what wow. happened. Damn. Oh my god. Damn. Steven. Yeah, that was oh my god. What wow. Steven sit out. <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna put that in one half a sentence. It's gonna be a sentence fragment here. A, yeah. gonna... I, and that's the t- I'm so glad you asked, AJ. I'm so glad to Google. I would have never I feel like I just my yeah, brain like pick. that was years ago. Like I just I was I wasn't gonna make that connection. I didn't even clock that as I was reading it. I I you know as we record, I'm always just like flipping through pages to just like see if lines pop out, and that one did. Uh, so really I'm glad that call. I uh, glad that I, I caught That's that. That's fantastic, phenomenal, cool. obsessed. Um, now I kind of want to look at like what the other ones said, see what if those came to fruition. <laughs> Probably. Moving on, so you know we go and now we're with those little snake children. Mm. Mm. anybody else just kind of like what the fuck they are little savages um you know they all like well and also i didn't know that there was like parents with them as well or is it just moms no so correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure they have arrived Mm. back 
at the city they left or something no, or no, they've there's just a new city the city of glass the new right? city yeah right. but the but the the parents or whatever are there behind along them. with behind they're behind them oh okay. yeah they've been Sorry, following yeah. them forever okay so please why are we g- all... give me this because i clearly so clearly turned yeah, this around in my head so all we know at this point but a little bit more gets revealed later is that the quitters are forkal assail yeah, and correct. that they came from the north into Calance, I think is the country, yeah, mm-hmm. that we're all going to. And then chased all the children away because the children left. Uh, somehow they've been alive this whole time. Magic, classic. Uh, and they have found some city of glass, whatever that means. And that is, I do not believe we know more than it's a city of glass that will protect them if they get into it for some reason. To oh. be fair, I spoiled what the city of glass is. and I know what it is. It's Ooh. Oz. It's Oz. Maybe it's like the light version of Carcanus. That'd be sick. Maybe. Um, okay. So with that being said, I didn't know that adults were there. That changes everything. Mm. Why? Uh, not really, but like, I just don't understand why that one kid is holding a baby then. Like, why well, do you need to hold the baby? Oh, well, that's, well, the baby's name is Held. And if it's not Held, then what would its name be anymore? And, you know, <laughs> names give things power. This is all conjecture. He holds the baby because he has to hold the baby because if he puts the baby down, he's given up hope. And if he gives up hope, the snake dies. <laughs> right. That's ridiculous because there are adults on board. I just want to. I just want to. No, but the adults aren't on board. The adults are in the back trying to murder them. Yeah, they the are. Adult, they yes, are running no. from the children. I mean, from the they are. They are running from the parents. The, the, the parents are all dead. Behind them are the quitters who came no. in. That's yes. Not, no. Wait, so you so you're telling me then that there are no mothers, no good mothers on this trip cuz I read that there were moms. No. no? Did I make that up, Peter? Um, Peter. Where are the moms at? Am I right? Fine. Then I guess it's just children. That makes more sense because yeah. I was wondering why they no, were like they were just definitely, a band of children. Definitely just children. Yeah, and they call them Wait. quitters. They call them quitters cuz they're inquisitors and they're children and they don't have Oh, a... I forgot. I, yeah. I don't know if I fully made that connection. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. It is cool um, to have that reveal here. Yeah, I've been waiting for it the whole book. That's the only reason I... Like, I did I not make that connection. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, big reveal. Really, really interesting. Loved it. And I loved... What is her little name? Bray, Braderell? Braderell? Badal? There's Braderell no. and Badal. There's two of them with like almost the yeah, exact Braderell same fucking name. is the... Uh, is her... I, I, yeah, I believe... Yeah. You're correct. She's a four-quarter sale. But yeah, a young one, maybe... But yeah, in hiding. Why do they, how do they not know? And also, why is she there? Well, the does one, anybody know that? The one girl does know, and but she can't Bidel. reveal it. Bidel. Yes, yes, knows, but she can't reveal it because then she would unleash her four sale powers. She knows, mm-hmm. she knows something's up. Um, And the, 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 that girl's there because she needs to be, Uh, she's like spying for the her mom who's part of the quitters behind them. That's what you're thinking of. That's what you're thinking of. Her mom is one of the quitters in the back. That's what I'm thinking of. Because I'm like, and I know that her her parents, um, yeah, and her dad died, I think. Yes. Her dad's like, her dad died on this trip following, you know, it was part of the Inquisitors. Correct. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, I thought it was really interesting that we get her point of view and she's kind of like, I don't know, is it for a girl sale? She's kind of realizing now oh my god they're realizing that i'm a fork girl sale and i need to get out of here <laughs> adele then like uses spoken word poetry to kill fork girl sale mm-hmm. hysterical she has nothing but words yeah all she has um, are her words she, all she has are her, are her words she's really annoying like almost like <laughs> very uh could pretentious. could 
could I see her in sensible flats? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. 100%. This... She's not wearing shoes. She's <laughs> yeah. barefoot. This she... section fucking ruled. This section yeah. was so cool. Really cool stuff. It does also make me wonder now that I'm thinking about it, if there's some connection somehow to the town of spirit walkers who like literally use their voices as magical powers too. Oh, that's a great comparison. Well, it just seems very like random that she now is like, well, I love poetry. So let me just see what happens if I tell them to stop. And then they all die. Loved it. Fascinating mm-hmm. stuff. It also just feels like it's a nice catharsis for all the poetry that we've seen her read and that mm. we've been reading as readers throughout the book, you know? Um, so it's I agree. Just, it's like a cool climax to the idea of sharing poetry, you know? Mm. Spoken word, to be specific. So, yeah. So they get to the City of Glass and bye, you know? We'll see them later. What do you guys think about that, though? You know, like the whole... Like, what do you think? Do you think that she's relevant? Do you think that she is anything? Do you think that she is ascended? Because she's a child. But mm-hmm. that little boy like worships her and i'm like wait now we're worshiping her mm. now we're now we're like i don't know yeah i don't I th- know what to think yeah i don't know what to think there's there's definitely some if it's not ascendant it's some sort of something like that uh trickery going on because like these kids aren't eating or drinking or whatever and like and they don't seem to be like slowing down really like the only time we see them die is like they get eaten by locusts it's not like they fall over from dehydration you know what i mean yeah but uh, also like the la- in the last chapter they were like also we totally figured out how we just murder these locusts so it's all cool here now it's all cool uh and the answer is magic no um a hundred percent the inquisitors say like there's no reason they should be alive here yeah don't they eat each other when they die I'm pretty sure. I couldn't remember. I think they mm, maybe know, use maybe. the bodies of each other to lure in things. Maybe that's what it that was. Too. They do that too. No, I swear to God, I read that they eat each other. Pretty gnarly. I wrote literally one of my notes says the kids are savages. Did you mean savages like sick, nasty? Like, whoa, they're so sick. No, they're savages like, or like. No, they, I meant like, like savage, bro. Like savage. No. Mm-mm. Have, you like heard of tw- have you heard of 21 Savage? Um, like that do you, know, we keep going. Do, you, do you know about megan the stallion have you heard about her <laughs> all right um back on topic so <laughs> then have you heard say, of macho man randy savage come on <laughs> god <laughs> there is this quote that i think Fidel says such a way with words mm. she has as we know um there is more to life than suffering now we must find it. And I'm like, you guys deserve it. Yeah, like fucking have a good time. I'm, d- I'm please. Do you know what I mean? Right, exactly. So love mm-hmm. that. Um, and we'll end on that note. Any final thoughts on these little weird children? Probably not. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> I like Driving that. this bus. Nice. Mm. Love it. Tool, mm-hmm. tool, tool, tool. Where can I start? More dramatic things about Talani Mass. Mm-hmm. More sadness about life everlasting and also life that was not everlasting because they chose to go with Kalava and then Kalava didn't want them. Oh, what did you make of this chapter, AJ? This section? You know, I love uh, an ancient sad person. So. Oh, I do. Having a great time. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just, I love to hear somebody, you know, hero's journey style deny the call and accept the call in the same page and a half 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really great. No, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I mean, I know every time we've seen the Talani Mass, you know, like show up and actually be active, it's like fucking rad. Um, they're dust and then they're not dust, which is great. Uh, but I do believe somebody in here says maybe they'd be better off left as dust. Uh, yeah, I, that's that's really all I got out of it. Like I I, I love. I love this stuff. I love Tool, and I'm I'm excited to see him. Uh, I don't know. I guess lead the Talani Mass. I guess that's what I'm really curious about because, like, this whole time they've been so ambivalent uh, about, or, or like, since I guess since Memories of Ice when they were like freed or whatever um, from the from the Empire's deal, whatever they whatever pledge they made to the Empire. Uh, and I feel like every Talani Mass we've seen since then has been like hi i'm one of the seven talani mass here and i'm going to murder you bye and then they leave <laughs> and so now to see them kind of brought back into the i don't know like war room i guess for lack of a better phrase i'm curious to see what that looks like in this you last know, in this last book if we're gonna have kachin chamal versus talani mass versus four of sale or some permeation of that uh i don't know permutation is the word i want to and peter can you Help help me remember. Is this group of Talani Mass the ones that someone said are like sworn only technically to the first throne, or is that a different set of Talani Mass? Because they were talking. It's when they were talking about Shadow Thrones plans later. I think it's the Malazan soldiers talking about it. I think you are thinking of the Logros Talani. That's Mass. I am, and we these aren't the Logros, right? No, uh, these are the Brold, or some yeah, of them okay. are the Brold. There are okay. there are there are two thousand seven hundred and twelve Brold. The Logros are MIA currently. Um, I uh, just want to say one of my big weaknesses is the upper t- body strength. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Talani mask um, <laughs> clan names. But um, my understanding is that these are not the Logros Talani mask. So yeah, um, I think the last time we saw the Logros is when they were defending the first throne back in like book six or so. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. The first throne. Is that where An- Andaris used to be? No, Andaris. that's a separate throne. You're... <laughs> that's not the first throne? I forgot. That's a different throne. The fir- the first... That's the that? throne of Shadow. That's the throne of, of Shadow, the Shadow, I think. Shadow throne. Yeah, yes. but not Shadow throne. It's Shadow Thrones. The, the, Shadow throne. The first throne, you may recall, <laughs> was like connected to the Logros Talani Mass, and then... Uh, One of the ways that maybe Kelvin learned to ascend or something. Yeah, and then uh, Acarium was kind of used by the Eater to try and get it, and there was a big fight at the end of Book 6 Oh, with right, that, that, that that's the throne and, I was thinking of, but I forgot yeah. that's different so, from the Andorist one. So wait, that, that is, was the one Shadow Throne was at, because that was the one that Shadow Throne hid to make it look like it was broken. Um, Which is why no, Icarium no, went nuts. No, 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 no. no, no. You're no. thinking of... You, like, listen, neither of them are t- particularly relevant right now, but... Oh, good to know. <laughs> um, it's an Oprah me, dog. So just a I bit of put a pin in that. confusing throne stuff. Yeah, but. yeah. I'm asking the community to stand behind me and tell me that they are the same throne. But they're definitely not the same throne. Um, <laughs> all right. What she's looking for is validation, and that comes in all forms, Peter. So let's call it. Uh, okay. I hear you, but they are just not the same, and I have to stand by that. Okay. And and I and I respect you standing by that. Um, we're just gonna. Huh, I guess we'll just keep moving then, right along. Mm. Um, I did. Sorry. I also... Really quick. Really quick. Really quick. Before we move right along. Oh my uh, gosh. 
we get this POV from Nam Kala about how, you know, oh, yeah. another another Talani Mass is like seeing tool. Uh, and it kind of mirrors when we got some of the Bargast stuff of how they were seeing tool as a leader. Uh, it's about how she is seeing tool as the first sword the first sword was not the giant of the legends he did not wear a cloak of ice caribou antlers did not sprout from his head he did not possess breath that gave the gift of fire nor did he seem the kind of warrior to recount his exploits for three days and four nights to belittle an overly proud hero she began to suspect few of these ancient tales belonged to this figure at all which i just think is cool uh because like if those were stories that they were telling about tool he's changed and also if he hasn't changed people were just making shit up um i think that's what it was which is fun you know i like that storytelling is a lost art (laughs) storytelling is a lost art you know kids are on their phones too much nowadays oh preach (laughs) and the Uh, and the tiktok oh tiktok oh Oh, he says now for for swords uh really quickly Dasim Altor is mm. a first sword. Mm-hmm. First sword of the empire. Yes. Mm-hmm. Forgot he they used that term. Mm-hmm. But Tool is also a first sword. Tool is yes. the first sword of the Talani Mass. Mass. And you could have multiple first swords then. Well, first swords of different like things. Yeah, know? just like how there's mortal swords of all the gods. There's first swords of these empires and stuff. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, great. Yeah, so Tool. Oh my gosh, we thought he was an asshole. He's actually pretty cool. Not that he's looking for his kids or anything. But also kind of lame, question mark? Yeah. (laughs) But also pretty lame. Where are his children? They are with Tor. Now they're with all these cool people, but we should say that's a later subject, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Moving right along. Um, So I think we're going to like there's not much left to this. Like we go to Quick Ben and Quick Ben's freaking the fuck out. Quick Ben has, just needs to understand what's going on. Um, Josh, you know, yes. Quick Ben takes, I want to say, Bottle and oh, and also the Atrocita. Aren- yeah. Aranect? Aranect? Yep. And then just starts bugging out. Really, actually, I think I want to talk about the entire like, like, that's fine. Zan ending here. Per- perfect. A lot happens. Mm-hmm. Yes. The other episode, I was really, really not feeling Malazan, and then this section brought me right back in. Absolutely cool. having a blast. He's an Empire boy again. I am an Empire. Look, if if there's something wrong with imperialism, then I don't want to be right. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I totally agree. <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank you. Imperialism all the way. Well, Josh, Nothing. I think I think the point of all ten of these books is imperialism has its merits. Exactly. If I'm getting anything from these books, that's the message I'm going to come yes. away with. These yes. <laughs> need to be tamed. <laughs> Order out of chaos. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think in this, uh, Quick Ben's going off because I want to say Draconis invited. Um. So them so to yeah. Chat. <laughs> so so first the Draconis. So Draconis appearing first. Every Malazan mage gets fucked up horrendously. Mm-hmm. The Lathari mages as well, but because they're not quite as Warren based, you know, they're less they're less fucked up, but they do still feel pretty rough. Yeah. And then yeah, you're right. I think Draconis like wants to talk with Quick Ben, which is terrifying. Um, I love this because. I feel like I'm finally seeing why the fuck we've needed to know about these people for this whole book. <laughs> it took a while, I'll say that, but I mean, not all of them. Like, I couldn't give less of a shit about, you know, the cuddle and smiles and Korok stuff. 
Um, they're already worried about death and all that stuff. I Regular get human things. Regular yeah. soldier stuff. Yeah. But then you got stuff like Ruth and Good, who's just like, oh, Draconis, what a guy. <laughs> and if he's talked with Draconis, that means either he was in Dragnapur and got out, <laughs> which would make him one of two people to do that, the other being fucking Perrin. Yeah. Master of the deck, Perrin. <laughs> yeah, master of the deck, Anoa's Perrin, and then I guess Ruth and Ged. Or it means that he's so fucking old that he knew Draconis before he was in the sword, mm-hmm. which would make him as old as an Elder God or Kalor. <laughs> right. So, and we knew there was some weird shit about him, but we did not know that he was that weird. So, excited for whatever that is. Can I tell you, Gessler and Stormy were so cool when they first came back in book two or whatever, and they were suddenly very fiery. Yeah. But now they've, I, they're really, the novelty has worn off, and I feel like sometimes <laughs> we don't know what they should be doing. Mm. So that's my personal feeling on them. I didn't really have much there. I don't know. But mostly but, the big thing is Cinter and Kisswear and this mm. whole fucking thing that's happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Masangalani's yeah. back, baby. Yeah. And we hate, look, we didn't like to see her leave, but we loved to watch her go. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did. Book horny from Asan. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, really, I think their plan is pretty terrible, <laughs> but it does work out that Many of the other potential allies, you know, are also enacting equally terrible plans that it seems like will probably end up now working out now that they've sent out some people, too. So pretty excited for that. I really don't understand most of it or really. How did they know all this shit with the crippled God, like poisoning burn? Yeah, this is a classic like look at us learning some stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. for once in someone's goddamn life. Just talking about what could be going on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like usually people are like way more like they're like, well, should we proceed with how we could go forward? Mm -hmm. It's a very straightforward scene in a sense. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think this whole section is so straightforward compared to a ton of the other stuff that has happened in this book, especially with the Malazans, you know? I'm I'm excited that it feels like this plot line, which it's hard to imagine this this confluence of these armies and what they do not being like the main shit of next book. Obviously it's Malazan, so you know, all bets are on the table. But I'm excited that they're we're about to have them all show up and maybe we'll have some sense of what the fuck is gonna go on. Although if this series ends with like a giant prolonged battle war thing i would be shocked because that is just not steve's mo Mm. yeah you know i i really um second that and i just want to point out lastly that tavor is um cold iron the coldest there ever was she is cold iron (laughs) yeah i did she's so cold (laughs) i wrote that down (laughs) thank you I do think it's always kind of interesting when people in the books talk about how Tavor functions, I guess, like hearing uh, Sinter be frustrated that Tavor isn't like telling them what's going on. is just like classic Tavor stuff. And it's like, I don't know, I guess throughout all these books, I feel like personally I thought or had had gotten the feeling that Tavor had like changed in some ways or like how she does you know she's more aware of things so she's changing how she's doing stuff but like to see it from the view of Sinter who is like you know not super high up in the arm well she's a a lieutenant what is she captain 
So not, she's not that high. Yeah, she's not super high up. It still just feels like they're being just kind of like drug around by Tavor, which I don't know, I, I guess is interesting because like to, to me, like seeing these scenes that we've had like in the war room, so to speak, that's the second time I use the phrase war room uh, in, in, in previous books and chapters mm-hmm. and stuff and, and for you know, center to be like, she's not telling us anything is like very still, you know, book two Tavor um, or book whatever Tavor. I don't know. Just interesting. It's an interesting conversation and it's touching on what I think we can follow up later on because I, I think it's going to be something we will have a chance to speak about. Just like, what does it mean for the bone hunters and individual soldiers and, you know, even people close to Tavor like Lestara Yale to operate without purpose in a sense or like without like them being having that type of clear goal what does that mean for organization what are they what is the army like why are they using this system this type of hierarchy i think it's a lot of really interesting questions Mm -hmm. and um guys i kind of want to just like wrap us up here on chapter 19 and quickly uh just talk about Upalapong running into draconis (laughs) So pure. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was wholesome. Wallapong is underrated, I think. Or maybe not. I was going to say, really? Uh, yeah, I rate, I rate that fool show. so highly. I love him. Agree. I love that he leaves being kind of a supporting character in the whole, like, leather setting. And, like, he is, like, he's on the stage. He's doing his own thing, you know? And that's beautiful. Oh, 100%. I totally agree. Last line, um, I love that he has no idea who Draconis is. Um, Draconis is like, actually, I think I'm going with you. He notices his armor, and I wonder what that means. Was he like a Lether person? Who? Or is that like, are they like so, so, so old that Lether wasn't even a thing when Draconis was like not in the sword? Yeah, I think Lether's an offshoot of, Lether's an offshoot of the first empire. So, yeah. And I also think it has to do with that. It's kind of this special magic stuff that. Ubala got right remember oh yeah yeah, no, yeah. N- no i don't but great um last line very cute um Ubala says like something but they're not as bad as chains and i think that's so beautiful because you know draconis really is he crazy i don't think so but like how can he not be but he knows chains you know Mm-hmm. And those chains are are broken free, just as we are from chapter nineteen. Oh, all right. Let's wow. take a moment and thank everyone who have sponsored us on Patreon. This week, we'd like to thank these Ublala pungs in our lives, friends. Nice. Oh, I was saying because they all have monster dongs. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> anyway, thank you to the following. We got Christ. <laughs> we got Devin. Steen, Zach, Chris, Palkin Stirs and Stirs, Tyler, Priya, Maddie, and John. Thank you all so much for your support. Uh, as we say every episode, it really does help us keep making this show, period. It does help us keep making the show. We will have an episode up soonish. Uh, Josh and Pete talking about the epigraphs of toll the hounds as well as do you got do y'all want to announce it and uh osmosis jones and additionally i wrapped up recently my read through of dust of dreams uploaded all thoughts on on the patreon we have a lot of great stuff up there come on through you're gonna love the way you look i guarantee it wow there you go <laughs> it's men, men's warehouse 
Um, All right. So we've got, what, a DraftKings drop in this episode. Men's Warehouse. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, should, we, should we move on? Let's move on. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, so wasn't too hot on a lot of chapter 20. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not super interested in the Silchus Ruin and Ryad Elise, Elise mm-hmm. situation. Now, unfortunately, in preparing to lead these chapters, I have read at least four or five very, I think, significant spoilers. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the thing is, I, because I was trying to be really prepared. So in preparing, yeah. I was doing a lot of research on characters. Sure. And in doing a lot of research on characters, I stumbled upon things that I didn't want to know. Mm. Mm-hmm. We appreciate okay. your sacrifice. If you, Rai Adelaide is Udinas's son, correct? Yes. Yes. And, yeah. Okay, just making yeah, sure. Yeah, weird, weird second name. Not sure why. Don't appreciate it. It means hands in the fire or some some shit, something like that. Tistoliosian. Yeah, we, we first meet him as Rudd Alal, you yeah. remember. Yeah, so whatever. Um, Don't really care about this. There's a lot of conversation about Azaks, and I don't really... This whole scene was just kind of pointless. So let's just move on. Ruina and Rudd are making a friendship. That's really the main takeaway I'm getting from this. Yeah, they talk a whole lot. They talk about, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, Aggression. They talk about cultures overtaking other cultures. Yeah, that's Uh, a long part. Um, Yeah, that's a very long part. Yeah, and it's just kind of the same thing that we've been doing. What I'm like, the main point I want to get from this topic here is that we are forming a bond. We are Mm -hmm. forming a friendship. We are but but is Silchus Ruin capable of such? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> is the question. Silchus Ruin is does what question. he has. To, he he does what he has to do, which is why mm-hmm. he he had to ki- he killed Kettle. And then this is they also that's why they talk about the Azath in this section because he's like, is Kettle still alive? And he's like, oh maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He but he's like kind of like if she is, she's living better than she was. She <laughs> right. was never alive, which I found to be very offensive. She's in a better place. And it's kind of a red flag. It's, it's actually, a red flag. It's actually good yeah. that I killed her. <laughs> right. Literally. <laughs> literally. So red flag hated that. Mm-hmm. Then we run into, they run into Olar Ethel and Torrent. Classic. Olar mm. can you tell me when the first time you ever recall hearing that name? The first earlier time? This book? Yeah, earlier this book. I wanted to touch in with everyone and Olar Athiel, who I feel like we see a lot a lot here. And I just, I don't know if we talked about much her as her character and what you guys think of her. She's Dislike her. very nice. Yeah. Yeah, bad person. Oh, I like her. Okay. She was made okay. to Silchus Ruin. He deserves it. He's an asshole. Well, but he yeah, also but- made Talk turn away Tool uh, yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, she's the one that reason. made Talk be mean. And then she she attacked Torrent to make him keep doing what she asks him to do. He slapped her in the face to, in this in this to save her so to save her life to save her life. Well, okay, here. okay. Well, hold on. That's because Torrent's grown a fucking backbone, and I love that for him. Torrent, it, their dynamics very interesting. Torrent and Olor mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Olor did the ritual of Talon, which is like the catalyst for so much terrible shit in this. Oh world. my God, Josh, please! All the Talon mass are having a good time and notoriously yeah. loving it. Is this okay. the first time we hear of of 
the ritual not being like a and all the IMAS were super into it. Like, was this the was this the first time it was like, no, you did this thing and people didn't want you to do it really, actually. And everyone um, was super hardcore stoked. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's like they were against it. I just think maybe she did not really paint them a clear picture of what was ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's more my impression with it is like, and it's not that she did the whole thing on her own because I'm positive we've heard that there were many bone casters. Yeah, it's got to be a bone caster. Yeah, but she is the one that like you know got them started and was just like, you know who we hate these fucking jaggeds. (laughs) Let's just live forever and kill them of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So really, really interesting stuff. Um, Do do you know Olara Thiel sensible flats? Olara Thiel. I think she deserves to walk around in the most uncomfortable heels for the rest of her life. <laughs> okay. Now oh, my God. Oh, my God. Lady uh, Envy. Obviously. The obvious uh, answer. Okay. The obvious feminist icon. Yeah. Okay. What about, Lady, what about Lady Spite? Okay. But Sister here's Spite, the, I mean. Here's the thing. I feel like she's a feminist icon in the heels, and I would never want her to take her out of the heels, you know? I know. I know. But, like, just for comfort on the boat. Um, well, on the boat, maybe she's wearing a sensible flag. She's wearing, she's wearing Sperry's on the boat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's wearing Sperry's on the boat. Um, big episode for foot guys today. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I bet her toenails are painted. Oh um, just dropping it in there. So moving on uh, to Ball Jag now and mm. the wolf people and mm. cartographer. She's like the queen wolf. Yes mm. or no? Ball jag? I, I don't the know. The dead I, queen wolf. I don't know. There are two I, wolves. Yeah. Is she one of them? Um, the girl wolf. What's the question? Is ball jag oh, well. one of the one of the wolves from the beast throne? No. No. Is what I believe no. she is just like a big eye. A protector wolf sent sh- possibly by the wolf gods. Possibly. I thought she was one wolf god. I thought um, okay, okay, wait. No, now India, now that you say that, was Ball Jag wasn't Tox's partner in Memories that's of Ice? No, it's, you're it's correct. really it's the same name, yeah, but it's it, like that's not one of the wolf gods right okay, now. Okay, I have I have looked into it and I have clarified. Okay. Um it is it is the the wolf that was Tox's companion. Okay. And mm-hmm. I think technically this is like a manifestation of Baljog. Okay, like a shadow. Yeah, because you got to think the be- wolf. The wolf from that book did not go to become a god. Like the thing and the spirit inside of that wolf became the god. And this is just sort of more the body of it brought back. Um, Peter, Peter disagrees. That and also it should be noted that the that this is an eye that like lost that like ancient race of wolves that is kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. now the AY uh, people. Yeah. So I was just clarifying a little bit about that. Um, mm-hmm. We're all learning a little bit more about Baljag today. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is a very yeah, all right. this is a very cool picture. I could I think I can send. Oh my god, Peter, is that just your foot? Why <laughs> oh would you god. send that? Uh, okay, your toenails look great. <laughs> um, this is actually so this is long. A, this is actually from Memories of Ice. <laughs> oh, sick! Oh, nice! Really good! Really good! There's yeah. Tox literally not in the picture, though, so why the fuck would I want this? <laughs> well, th- th- this, okay, Talker, get out. Oh, who are these people? That's like L- people? Lady Envy and all the Segula from Memories of Ice. Oh, that's beautiful. She's barefoot. Yeah, I really <laughs> like this artist's style. Yeah, I've seen their stuff uh, all over the wiki. All over. All, all over, over the, the wiki. wiki. Shout out 
Dijon Delic. I don't know if that's how you say it. Um, all right. So what did you make of this conversation? Who wants to take the, uh, between cartographer and talk? No. Um, what's her name? Bal- Baljag? Uh, no, yeah. ca- uh, Kafal. Kafal. <laughs> no, no, no. Setok, Setok, Setok. Yeah, okay. there we go. We, we, oh really, we really got there, gang. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. Who, um, yes. I think I want that to go. I just, I don't know. Is anybody particularly like jazzed about any of this? Uh, I thought it was, I always think it's kind of cool when the wolf gods come up because I think they're kind of cool and I think Setok's mm. kind of cool. That makes sense. You have so many of that three wolf shirt, so that really it makes sense for you. Yeah. Well, ah, never mind. Um, <laughs> I just wait. Sorry, just a whole bunch of different. You know, like the three wolves and no, the, moon I, the shirt? three wolf yeah. moon shirt. Yeah, but I just yeah. have a bunch of that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that was Josh. my joke. My good, my guitar player, in my band had so many. Josh, you are really dating yourself today with the references. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> I'm tired, guys. Well, what do you feel about like talk being, yeah, the herald of war with his wolf eyes? I don't know, man. I mean, this what does is that even mean? this is another another war animal introduced. <laughs> the first well, we, mm. we know the wolves were the wolves of war. Did we? It, yeah. Well, all right. yeah, yeah. They did all, didn't the wolves come and fuck shit up and when there was all the fire? Um, well, we've known the wolves are war because they have the fucking mortal sword, AJ. And uh, like the Greyhelms and the Parish, they like worship the wolves. And yeah, the but wolves I didn't know war. they. I I, I, I six. guess I forgot that yeah. they were the wolves of war. Yeah, I think only the war things have mortal swords. You know, oh, other than they can change them all, who are adopting the mortal that, sword. That, that's not true. There are other. Mortal Is it swords. not? Yeah, but um, of anything other than Trake or the wolves, mortal uh, mortal sword of Hood, you may remember. I don't. Um, we that? okay. You may remember. Is it not? Him. Um, it's not the guy from book two because he wasn't the mortal sword of Hood. Decimal Tort. That's who I'm talking about. Oh mm. yeah, you're right. Might be. Decimal Tort is the first sword. Yes, and the mortal sword of Hood. <laughs> first sword of the Empire, mortal sword of Hood. Uh, I also thought it was interesting. We got a little. Um, he's a he's a multi hyphenate side convo about the bowls um oh yeah that's a fun little diversion yeah that was pretty interesting because like it's just been a fun thing that we come back to every time the bowls show up in these books that they like exist solely to fuck shit up Mm. uh and i just think that's a fun through line for them (laughs) I i don't know if i have strong opinions about this section but i will say it is fun in a classic way and it happened several times throughout the series and especially in in these ending books where like oh like all of these characters are getting together and Mm -hmm. like you get to see these different dynamics interact and and i am just dumb so i'm always like sectioning off people into whole different parts of the world and have (laughs) never have any expectation that they will meet and (laughs) then when like storylines connect like this i'm always like whoa who could have thought you know so (laughs) that's fun yeah, and then at the end of the, that scene with Setok, they're like, they see another guy over there staring at them, and then we get the Mappo POV switch of, like, Mappo's staring at them. They, uh, and I love when Erickson does that. I do love that. That I think those moments give me a real clear, like, directorial image, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can yeah. see that shot, reverse shot. Yeah, that's very, that's very cinematic in that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Moving on, though, because that's enough of that. 
Um, Am I right? There's a whole bunch of names here, and I don't know where they really belong, but let's move over to... We, did we really... I'm sorry, I zoned out a couple times. Did we really dig into the Silch's Ruin conversation? No. Not at all. Yeah, we, yeah, we gotta talk about that. That's so what big. Get it? us into it, Josh. What do you think? What, yeah, what's, what's going we, on? We all disengaged, because I don't think any of us were compelled. What compelled you? Oh, I mean, it's really beautiful. I mean, who doesn't love... First off, okay, I'm going to paint you a picture. Who mm. here has a Please. sibling? Me. All, okay. all of us. All of us. All right, all of us. Great. All right, I'm going to paint. Okay, here's the scenario, right? You have a young ward, okay? You're really starting to bond. It's been a good time. What's that? Your high school bully shows up and goes, what's up? Hey, do you know your brother beefed it like three days ago? Bitch. That's like a really such a one-two punch of mm-hmm. someone you hate. You're on your guard. You've got this new guy. You're sort of testing him out. And then, hey, your brother's dead. Like, Mm. just really completely changes the conversation. And also, I think, really humanizes Silch's Ruin because I don't think he's the greatest person. Mm. But, like, obviously, he is racked with grief over this. And that's really great to see because, like, so much of the relationship, it feels like, between these brothers has been terrible and it's interesting and among a lot of siblings like we peter earlier talked about fucking menandre and all those sisters like mm, mm. literally betraying each other and this is just a beautiful moment of like a brother racked with grief and and having no way to process those emotions especially considering he's like millennia old mm. you has know? he considered journaling um <laughs> i don't know i mean i've heard that's an effective solution currently he's uh inconsolable so maybe we'll hold that for a few weeks <laughs> yeah that was who really, killed his yeah. brother again and amanda rake and anderis they're all three brothers that's a great point josh yeah, yeah thanks josh no problem okay so we're deciding on who a destriant should be uh, oh. <laughs> peter what was Oof. that i just like no matter how many times i have now read this part like three or four times and i just like cannot get into it Mm -hmm. i'm like i just cannot connect i don't know why i gotta tell you i'm so happy to hear you say that yeah i just find this mortal sword not i mean first off i think this mortal sword's the definition of sensible heels already and i think i wish she was a little more fun and flirty personally Mm. Mm. oh i see sensible mm-hmm. flats just to be clear but what did i say heels sensible, sensible heels. heels uh is there I, such a thing i know such a thing ah wedges 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 i think wedges. the tanicalian stuff a sensible shoe and a great I battle got, formation oh my god so she probably would have them <laughs> the wedge okay. i think the tanicalian stuff has all the fixings of an interesting storyline that i should be locked yeah. into it's a great way to put it because like all the times that we're in tanicalian's head and he's like i'm secretly i know what's best and i know that you know i watched the destriant melt into goo but i'm not gonna tell anybody and blah 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 like that stuff is really interesting i'm like cool i like that but that's like one paragraph out of every single one of these scenes i mm. i think the problem i have is how many people in this book series have we seen already do this and then just beef it maybe that's what it is too because the you know Tannikalian, i think is like the classic thinks he's, he's a, smarter he's than a everybody. real he's a real corbel brooch is that who i'm thinking of no, no. he's a real corbel odom yeah you know yeah exactly yeah. peter i did not think you were gonna pull out a corbel odom ref oh um, yeah 
That was, for a while, Corbulo Dom was the poster child of thinking he was the smartest in the room. Yeah, he was and that's Tana Callian right now. The antagonist of the podcast. Yeah, I totally agree, you Josh. Know, I think I, think, I, w- I think personally would it. say scheduling is the antagonist of this podcast. <laughs> but. Ooh, would love to hear it. Remember when Peter lived in Japan? That fucking blue. Don't, don't remind me. Um, It's so funny to me. I find it hysterical even. How central Tavor is to so many conversations and how little we talk about her on this podcast, Um, (laughs) which I think is because people find her like a lot more like, ooh, mysterious. And I wonder what her motivations are. And we're just kind of like, who fucking cares? Um, Well, well, I don't feel that way, but I I know you don't. uh, You know, I'm a fan of Tavor, but I do think it is interesting. um, Like, I just like if you were there, I'm sure you... you would be very frustrated with her management style. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess if I was working in the organization, I'd be frustrated with her. Well, even we style. even get the view from Lestara at one point in that last chapter. As she's like, what did quick men and bottles say to Tavor? I just, I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. She's asking me to do this. She's kicking people out and she's not saying why. Right. There has to be a reckoning for Tavor where we all, where everything just comes. I just want her to, I don't know. Let us in. You want her to get her comeuppance? Is oh, that what you're saying? Let us in. No, let us in. I love that. Let us in. Like, I just want her to, like, have, like, a like a very public breakdown. Or a private one, but public to us. Mm. You're, still salt- you're still salty about the end of House of Chains. Just admit it. Oh, my God. I literally... <laughs> And if you could get over it, you could remind me the ending of House of Chains. She kills. She killed Felicin. Felicin. Her sister. But doesn't doesn't know it. I just don't. She kills her baby sister and no one ever tells her. I still feel nothing about that. And then you may recall. Josh, you were on record upset at Tavor about that. All right. I just want to say. Well, looking back, I was a younger man. I, I want to say I, I, I was steadfast in my belief that uh, Tavor didn't deserve to be uh, told the truth <laughs> because she she didn't deserve to be made sad. Mm. <laughs> anyway, Spax, Queen of Brastel, the parish. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about who Queen of Brastel is. Sure. I don't know. Queen She's the queen of the country that okay so thank you she's the queen of right mm, yes queen of bacondo okay so the people that the bar cast were fighting and no pause the people that the burn tears were fighting yes who uh they had that meeting between the burn tears guy and uh she's like the warrior queen she's got that super cool legion there's a bar clan that's allied with them and that's who spax is Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has gone with the burnt tears to like ensure their safe passage back with the Malazans. And I thought she was going to le- supply the Malazans oh, so that they could go to She is supplying the Malazans, Kalance. but now she's like, well, why would they be going to Kalantz? She's right. also the mom of the princess that met with, uh, you know, and now is on the boat with her name. Falash. Falash, whatever. Thank you. Yeah, her name is Falash. But who's the pirate? I feel so bad. Sherkalal. Thank you. Wow. Well, she's going to meet with Tavor. <laughs> yes. yes. I forgot that Tavor had an otateral sword. Uh, yes. That's oh, yeah, sick as too. hell. Um, that's what, that's which, and also things. probably pretty important because this land does not appear to natively have otateral like seven mm-hmm. cities. Does Ublawapong also have one? No. 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 Oh. Do but we know? Tarthenol, like Toblakai, I think have a natural resistance to magic. Mm-hmm. 
if we were to draw lines, then yes, but I don't think we've seen that confirmed. Yeah. Right? Because Karsa and Ublala are different. Yeah, but they have a shared ancestry. Right, right, right. But I mean, we've seen it in Karsa, but we haven't seen it in Ublala. It's true. Uh, have we seen Otatral interact with holds at all? We, we know it would work because there's the Otatral dragon, and that is as ancient as the holds are. Okay, thank you. Damn. The magic stuff is so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let me pitch it. What's that? A new story set in the Malazan universe. Mm-hmm. It's about a plucky orphan kid. Okay. okay, I'm interested. He's learning magic, but it, get this, it's like a boarding school for magician people. Uh-huh. All right, uh, my interest is deeply fading. Okay, let me see if I can pivot. Are you just What's making... That? Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. What's that? But it's really sexy. And they're all 18. And there's an older man mm. that guides oh, that yeah. fucking teenager. Okay. Okay, it sounds like we're kind of mashing up like call me by your name harry potter what um, other franchise do you want there's giant sandworms boom Dune's in there, we did it <laughs> all right i'm seeing it yes, yes. Could, could maybe the boy be wearing a red beret and be doing a really sick ass dance oh, yes yes kind of down the halls of the academy i like that and when we cast it it's gonna be he's gonna have to wear a fat suit that is going to be well, part of the deal. 100%. Yeah, we should never, we shouldn't cast just a fat person. Also, <laughs> well, that makes it look more like the stage play. It would, like, so. it would make it look more like the stage play. In exactly. Okay. That's true. That's true. Because this is also and a multimedia like, experience. It's not just yes. a book. It's also a show. <laughs> it's also right. a stage yes. play. It's yes. also a musical. <laughs> yes. We should incorporate some kind of social media um, into it as well. It's also oh, a social media. It's an ARG. Social network. It's an ARG. There's an it's ARG, ARG element. <laughs> Um, there's and there'll be several geocaches that you so much geocaching. Nineteen. Great. (laughs) Love this, guys. I love this energy, and I'm just gonna steer it really quickly back to the end. Sorry. What are you doing? I'm doing the ARG subliminal (laughs) stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Also, right. Also. Copyright ten very big books. All right, when this, yeah. when if this gets big, and if Steve wants to go to, or Steve or Ice want to take it in this direction, copyrighted. All right, and <laughs> I know what you're saying. Works. Can you copyright their intellectual property? We'll see. Yes, we'll, we'll see. I will have to take it That's up with the TBD. Walt Disney Corp. That's DPD. Okay, I'm not a lawyer. Anyway, we need a SME. SME, um, nice. Yes, SME drop. All right. So taking this home, there's really nothing important about this uh, last two parts. I feel like oh, the women not. laughing and having a good time and talking about children. Those yeah, are all fun things. Some women Don't get me stuff. wrong, but um, really doesn't add to the the overall of this chapter. Mm. And I'm honestly like a little confused as to why. I guess maybe Steve was just trying to wind us down. Wind us down. For a rising uh, action. Shout out to the moms, I guess. Just yeah, shout out to in. moms. Shout I do partly moms. wonder if it's supposed to be sort shout of a juxtaposition moms. with okay. like everything we've seen in the Bargas camps a little bit, you know? Josh coming out mm, again. Like there's moms. a really different energy there's like here. A, it's like a community of women. So Josh, you hate moms. No, I, sorry, sorry, sorry. I love MILFs. I don't <laughs> nice. l- like all moms though. <laughs> oh, I see. Whoa. Josh, whoa. I do think that's okay. interesting to draw that parallel. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep us on track now. <laughs> I, I, I really agree with what you... I, I agree with AJ. It was an interesting thing. So I got wrapped up in the bit. It's okay. I'd love, I to, get, I'd, I'd love to get wrapped up wrapped up by a MILF. God. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, 
we are going to move on to chapter 21. Sandaloth and Wiggle. Sandaloth All right, so who, f- who, fucks, what? who fucks better, Spider-Man, Batman, Superman? Come on. Okay, no. It's Batman. Okay, it's Spider-Man. He's got it's the toys. Batman. <laughs> it's Spider-Man. Don't even need to wear the knots. Okay. All right, Josh. Sand- who's the one with the cave? Sandaloth and Wiggle. What a beautiful couple. I just, I'm. Oh, ob- they're really nice. Obsessed I with them as them. a couple. Yeah, and it's just like I love seeing them, and their rapport is really sweet, and it's like Withel's just like a sweet guy, you know. Yeah, I'm glad to see them. I'm glad to see them crest the hill that they had been like on mm. a bit in this mm. book, where they were just like fighting all the time because Sandaleth is like upset, um, and Withel is just like I don't know what to do. So it's nice to see them communicating. I think, um, and I love them. Thank you. Oh, that was beautiful, AJ. Andy, uh, I think Sandalath here is really obviously kind of really reflecting on what her role in this kind of return to Carcanus means um, and what her relationship to Twilight is. I just wonder how this how you're thinking about Sandalith here and her role in the scenario. And I think we are seeing a lot more of her in this book. And I think we really see where she's at in this chapter. Well, first, I wanted to question. Um, I always forget and I just want to make sure. Carcanus is what? The first it's city. Crawled uh, Galane. It's yeah. like the first city of the Tist Andy. Yeah, you're pumping your fist. So, yeah. You knew that's it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just this like kind of lost city that they're coming back to. And it's cool. There's that line here. It's something I talked about on the Patreon where they're like, plugging the Patreon, where it's like, <laughs> oh, like people need to have a homeland or people need to know where they come from. And I think that's interesting. And it's an interesting element of the story. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's interesting for Sandalith specifically because, like, she had made such a concerted effort to not come back mm-hmm. for such a long time. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I think it is. I, I agree, Pete. That 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 angle of just like being connected to where you're from is important and you know has value and stuff. And I just think it's interesting to see that journey uh, through Sandalith because I think it does kind of you know in a, in a very broad sense echoes i think a lot of very common feelings people have about you know where they're from or or the stuff from their past you know um well they're a diaspora you know definitely i constantly i have to look at that word every single time i hear it the dispersion or spread of a people from their original homeland yes it very even more interesting in that respect yeah so she's from carcanus yeah and she doesn't fuck with mother dark no No one does because everyone was fighting with mother dark basically because mother dark said no, see ya, bye. Uh, and they were all like, yeah. "All right, fine, fuck you, mom." And then She's it's interesting. A neglectful mommy. Mother Dark is coming back, and yeah. she hasn't connected with Sandalith. Yeah, uh, I feel like that must be very conflicting for Sandalith, mm-hmm. um, especially sure. having to be like the voice of like reason there um, when you're not even like. You know, we got a bunch of unresolved shit going on. And Sandalith is a she's a bit of a like a quirky character, I feel. Um, in some ways. Mm. Quirky you know? quirky how? I'm not sure if quirky's the word I would use, but what what do you mean? I don't know. She has like big feelings, I feel like. Mm. Okay, yeah, definitely. I think that's like maybe just a nice way of saying 
I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah. I do think it's interesting to see Sandalith in juxtaposition to like Animanda Rake, who are both just very old Tistandy and Animanda Rake went the route of like, I will just repress everything and not feel ever. Uh, and Sandalith mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to repress some stuff, but I am going to like feel emotions and feel them very big. So I think it's just very interesting to see that. I also. agree. Mm-hmm. D- Josh, how do you feel about the fact that Mother Dark has connected with Withal, but is not connected with Sandalith here? I mean, I would say it's Mother... I mean, if I had to guess, not that I can get inside the head of a god, maybe she feels guilty for her actions and maybe is a little hesitant to reach out to those that she's hurt, and it would be easier for her to lay the seeds of trying to ask for forgiveness through, like, her significant other. Yeah. That does not sound very godly, in my opinion. I feel like she's like, you can reach out to me first. I don't know. I mean, is she, is she acting as a god right now or a mother? Mm. Was she acting like a mother, though, like, when she, like, you know, went and did all that shit and decided to create races? Mm. Like, how many races did she create? Three? Two? She Three? created one, and then the god of light created the one, Osiric, and then I think they together created Shadow. But we're also not entirely sure if that's, like, accurate, I think, Absolute, anymore. Absolutely not. Uh, because anything could be anything. Yeah, anything could be anything. Um, I want. I just want an explanation, you know? Uh, I do want to go to get to the shore, and sorry for asking a question. I just wanted to hear what India thought. But I did just want to quick say, as uh, to briefly touch on Pulley and the Squish, not that they really do too much important stuff, but I did just want to announce formally on the show that if you know and you do not write in, you're a foe of mine. Okay, you're an enemy of the show. And <laughs> what? Here's, here's what I'm talking about. When Pulley and Squish are at the estate... And there's the big dog statues with the penises. The dog heads are different. If you know that these characters or are the origin of these statues are explained in the Carcanus trilogy, you must <laughs> let me know. You must <laughs> let me know if the origin, like I'm sure the origin of like a lot of stuff is discussed in the Carcanus books. But if these statues get an origin story, you need to tell me. I must know, please. Is this I'm, contingent on whether you read the books or not? I think there's uh, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm begging you. So if you know, please write in and and listen. If it's not Steve, there's still time. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's what's gonna wrap this whole thing all up. We don't know. So, um, just a plea to the plea to our listeners. Please fill me in. I'm begging to be told. Well, I guess Beg, begging to be filled in. Begging to be filled. In. I, I, I guess that's spoilers that we don't learn about the dogs with their dicks out in this series. Come on. Yeah. What's the, what's the point? Spoilers, even? Peter. Maybe we do learn and I've forgotten, but to the best of my knowledge, I don't know shit about these dog dick statues. So Pete doesn't know shit about dick, all right? And nice. that's where they stand. Sorry, sorry for interrupting. I just really just am very passionate you about the You feel very statues. passionate. Yeah. Of course. What's going on with the I dogs? I understand. Um, yeah, please, please answer uh-huh. PBs, please. They need it. Moving on. <laughs> Yet and well, okay. Yet and Derek. Yet and Derek found a sword. Yeah. What kind of sword is it, guys? The Hust sword. You it's know. a Hust sword, India. The Ascarl Hust sword. 
<laughs> Those, that classic sword. We don't know anything about Hust swords other than they're going to pierce that light, India. 100,000%. And that Sandalith threw it away for some reason. Yeah. Is Yen and Dere, like the, um, the Sheik, what are they? The Sheik are t- Tistandi, question mark? <laughs> the Sheik. Right? The Sheik are something. They have Tistandi blood in them, but to our eyes, they are fully human, so maybe it's just diluted blood over time but what their ancestors were is constantly the question because mm-hmm. right now they're humans with connections to tisty andy but their ancestors maybe were tisty andy or were you know servants to the tisty andy and mm-hmm. had some blood in them it's like really we don't know yeah but i think in the end they're all related to the elaine or something right because like don't the pure blood uh shake did the witches didn't they have like dragon feet or whatever they had like claws i mean yeah. i could see that being a thing <laughs> i i know they had claws on their feet but I, I, yeah i think i remember making a connection i made a connection a couple books ago and it was like a really good shot called shot or something but i cannot I for the life of me remember the context of it i do just want to say uh one of the coolest things i've ever read here the hust sword are are quote uh, five blade swords which means to test whether they're sharp enough they have to cut through five other swords um, so that's hard as hell that is so fucking metal i love that so much yeah uh it sounds it sounds a little like a little bit of an overkill a little <laughs> bit of an overkill yeah but I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah, I, fucking br- amazing. Um, anyway, I just wanted to point that out because it, it's so rad. And how do we feel um, just walking into the next section? Um, Kilmandaro's son, Kilmandaro's, Kilmandaro's son. Sekoloth. So, yeah. He's the parent of the Opon twins. Apparently, yes. yeah. Yeah, we, I think, I think. What the fuck was that about? So I think we knew there was a connection. I think I said something, but I definitely didn't know he created them. We know that the Warrens are like one level removed lower than the Holds. Mm-hmm. And originally they were less powerful than the Holds. But then as they got more notoriety and more followers, they became the preeminent ones, at least in part of the world. Was that like a big reveal to you, would you say? Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Something about like just finding out that the Opon twins were just like kids. Well, to to find out that like any of the gods that, I mean, you know, we spent the first however many books thinking those gods were the fucking thing. Yeah. And then to find out that like apparently they they were all created and they're like the second gen, although Mm -hmm. really they're probably like the eighth gen in the grand history of this fucking world or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. So Kilimandros is a grandma. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I guess so. Technically call that a gilf. Am I right? Oh my God. (laughs) I'm actually definitely not to be honest. Josh is trying to have his whole body uh, grabbed by two hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the show is taking it has had an intense sexual energy today <laughs> well, you know Peter. why it's because i'm hosting it's because yeah. i'm hosting uh, and i bring the fire yeah well uh, Pete, yeah um actually no i think it's josh it's I, me i'm 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 yeah i'm a lot today the, it's me the problem is <laughs> yeah i'm the problem it's me. it's me um, um no, no guys i'm the horny one thank you very much Peter pitched the thought of maybe going very sex negative coming up, and and I, this was kind of my response, my reaction. I see. To be honest. But like, 
you know what's weird about that reveal? And I'm not, I don't know why I'm so like stuck on it. I think it's mostly because I never thought of them as real. The twins, okay. like they just kind of like seemed very like fake, like, like uh, abstract, abstract mm, people. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know why, like they have a coin. Like, what does that mean? They're called Opon. Like, what are their names? Do they have individual names? What are they? No, it's just Opon. <laughs> the Lord and Opon the Lady. twins. With- yeah, the Lord and the Lady. <laughs> right. That's bullshit. So like. <laughs> The fact that like they were like made and were they made or were they born? Like well, these are yeah. the questions that I have. Yeah. Well, I do uh, think, India, I do think you you tap into something here of like you know they them not having names and like you know the Lord and the Lady whatever like it it creates this mystique about them and it's like ooh we have a cool coin that like tells your fortune and then for them to like be given such a concrete origin of like yeah and I yeah I made these these are my kids. Mm-hmm. Is is like oh it's I don't know it to me it kind of like shook up kind of my whole like worldview of what I thought of the gods and stuff. It's like oh they had to have come from somewhere and where exactly. else would they have come from if not from the elder gods? And even like uh, yeah agree. And Josh, um, in my research, like actually I like, think like and I've also kind of thought of them like this. I think on my own or maybe just for my research, but I saw them as like one thing on a de- on a card yeah 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 and that's all i see them as oh, like, so i get that too like they just don't like they're literally like a, a two-dimensional yeah card yeah, yeah. i me. love that idea of them that's really good I, I, I see them as kind of like gold skinned for some reason um like and they wear like gold robes or whatever and then here's a here's a pull y'all ever play bioshock infinite no yes i do yes the, they remind Did you really that's incredible. It reminds yeah. me of the twins from Bioshock Infinite who are just like That's popping. A great pull. They're popping in and out and being like weird and kind of mischievous. And then they just kind of like mm-hmm. walk away. Uh, and they're like, yeah, exactly. They just appear, start talking and then they're gone. Yeah. I love that game. I just played it while I was here, actually. Wow. Nice. So, Shout out to the gamers. Am I right? Also, I'm playing Last of Us 2 now. Wow. So. Oh, I love that game. Never played yeah, either. It's really. Yeah, well. I recommend. Well, I can't. It's a lot. Yeah, I can't beat the the end, and I mm. die every single round in this game. Mm. But let's not talk about that. Actually, <laughs> uh, I'm really bad at video games. I get scared and I scream, and mm-hmm. then I lose. But I always, but I, I, it's the resolve. I always go back and try again. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, torrent. Let's go. Sorry, let's really go. quick. We'll- really quick. I'm not done with this yet. Um. Oh, please, please. Such a laugh is talking about, you know, talking about Opan and stuff and says uh, something about like the Kachain Shamal also realized that this was all pointless. Um, and I just think it's fun when the Kachain Shamal come up in the context of like history and stuff, because for so long mm-hmm. they were just the weird dinosaurs with sword arms. And so I just like just like throughout this whole book, it's just so cool when the Kachain Shamal come up and they are like a fully fleshed out like culture and society with like thoughts and feelings. I just like love that. I think that's of all the like reversals that this series does. I think that maybe is my favorite one of like the the undead dinosaur that we found in book three is actually like a fully fleshed out society and culture and stuff. Race. Yeah. Yeah. That's just so good. It's just so good. And and we learned so much about them. So much about them. And they're so cool. I'm I love the Kachain Chabal. Yeah. I hope you play the sound effect, AJ. Right here. The Kachain Chabal. Thank you. Uh, okay, sorry. Now we can move on <laughs> to Torrent. To Torrent. And more about the Kachain Shamal. Yeah. Toward their little city city. <sighs> their pretty city. Fucking man. 
The cities are really just like ticks, though, when you think about it. Kind of just burrowed in, you know, kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. sucking out all the resources. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Farmer, farmers first is what I always say. Um, it was. It's an interesting little line they get on. And, you know, I've actually been reflecting on the series environmentalism recently. So that's fun. Mm. Um, when they were discussing tel- um, the tw- like the twin little dinosaurs, mm. were they talking about Telerast and Pirtle? I don't know why I call yeah. them dinosaurs. I meant dragons. I do. Yeah, that's Telerast and Curdle. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm obsessed with them. We had to find out. We, there's we so, so much backstory. We have so much to talk about them later on this chapter. Yeah. Um, Didn't that literally. happen already? Oh, nope. You're right. Yeah. No. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, this is a whole different conversation with Torrent and uh, Olar Ethel. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, which starts off by Olar Ethel being like, ha, just kidding. I was fucking lying to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which just really made me upset. Like made me super duper upset. So why? Uh, because I don't. I don't know. I like Torrent. He does. He hasn't done anything wrong. Really. Wrong. Yeah. He doesn't deserve to be like <laughs> tricked like this. Uh, by by Olara. Olara Ethel's like gaslighting. Yes, a hundred percent. She's doing it just because she can. Yeah. I mean, I. I it's wild. Yeah. I, she says she has a reason, but like I don't fucking think you know. It's her. It's you know her what? reasoning. You know. It's like I need him. Is she an elder god? She's she's like approaching their power. It yeah, feels like, she's elder not one already. Elder race at the very least, you know. You know. Something I love about Olara Thiel is anytime anybody brings up a very, very, very reasonable complaint, mm-hmm. she's like, "How dare you? <laughs> You've attacked me, and this is a new level that is unformed. This is a unseen. personal attack. Yeah, and that's so good. You know. <laughs> yeah." It's um, relatable. She really does need therapy, though. She really does. I feel sorry for her, you know? Um, I do, too. I think there is a hole and a need for therapy in this world. Well, they, yeah, they all need That doesn't exist. <laughs> they all need to see a psychiatrist. Um, I, also, uh, Josh, you were right. This is the part where they talk to Taylorist and Curdle about all of their yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in, in talking about Taylorist and Curdle, we learn a lot about them here. And what did you think about learning... A little bit more or hearing this conversation about them um it's i think everything that we've been kind of waiting for they're like this fun little ha 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 skeleton birds hopping around causing little chaos here and there mm-hmm. um but you and but they always did say like like they are they have such like a conflated like sense of self that it's like why so it was fun to hear a little bit more about them i thought mm-hmm. what do you guys think aj no, yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. I think it's it's fun to see their like supposedly unearned confidence in their like power and stuff to be like, oh, no, actually, they are like super powerful to the point where they're like if they took a bigger form, then they would be destroyed. Uh, it, I don't know. It's cool. I think it's cool to see like usually when we get these types of reveals, it's like, God, I don't even know. I can't even think of who we got this kind of reveal for i guess finding out like bug is male or something like we don't really get a whole lot of like we know bugs up to something or whatever and then it's like oh bug is male whoa but with Tellerist and curta like we knew we have known for a while that they are like more than what they seem yeah, um and i think yeah. it's just like the most protracted version of of this you know it's like we see them turn into dragons for a moment when whatever, when the deck reading happens earlier in the book, you know, and for to, to find out that like, oh no, they like are elaint. Um, like they, that is their true form or whatever. 
uh, I don't know. It's it's just fun to see that stuff confirmed, I guess, uh, through the eyes of a person who was like around when they were. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like it. I just wanted to share. I recently was talking about Soul Taken Divers and I kind of forgot the origin or I just I don't know. It's all blur to learn a little bit more about the origin of them as like a thing here, which is so cool. And it's like a classic moment of like. I don't know. This is just a type of world building I love and really resonates with me and I just find really engaging and exciting where not only is it like explaining the origin of what it is and it like come from Desembocles, but it's coming from this idea that like, oh, man had like the first empire and man had so divorced themselves from nature and some sort of balance of nature or some sort of thing like that, that they had become so divorced that they became animals and that they were like, oh, this is too kind of not only remind you of that you're you're tied to nature and that you are animals and you are nature itself Mm -hmm. but also to make you not able to cleave yourself from like the animal element of the world it is just it it is such a powerful thing it really resonates with me and i just wanted to shout out that moment i was i was really struck by it both times i reread this chapter Mm. did we know that uh the daragoth that like attacked Icarium is supposedly Desembalakas, or are there more than one Desembalakas, or are there more than one Daragoth? Um, so I believe the sentence specifically said his form, the Daragoth, and I was like, well, that word the is doing some heavy lifting because if he was a Daragoth, well, but the Daragoth are, di- are divers, so there's like seven of them into one. Yeah, but we we had that. You know, he was that in the he book. Was, I don't know, fucking. Yeah, he was them. He was the Daragoth. Yeah, like was the, that Destin Balakas, the original divers? That's what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. So that's a big reveal. <laughs> My understanding is that the Daragoth predate Destin Balakas. Mm. However, I'm not 100% sure. I was trying to, I was desperately trying to remember. Um, the name Dejim Nabral. That's the mm-hmm. whole I went down. Mm. Who is not really related to this, just is like also nah. in, the, in this melange. That's like that's the big that's new. the big guy that Masangalani injures and doesn't yeah, get killed that's by. That's Masangalani's part of Masangalani's intro. Yeah. God, that scene is so sick. Man, you're right. He is not the Daragoth in general. So much stuff going on, you know. But, um... <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of. Oh, I'm mixing it up. Sorry, I forgot the Daragoths were the big shadow hounds. I was yeah. fully thinking. I misunderstood what you were saying. I was thinking of the thing that Terralac Veed was like tricked Akarium into fighting that knocked him unconscious. And I thought it was called a Daragoth, but it's definitely no. Not. Wasn't that a four curl was. of sail? No, we, no, no was, sorry, I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> it was like God a pack it. of beasts. It was like a whole thing. I thought isn't it started with a D. D- Dejim Nabral, isn't that what it's that's what it is? About? Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was trying to remember the name of it too. All mm. right, sorry, really went down a rabbit hole there, but a really cool section. They were both in the same yeah. book, though, I believe. The Daragon and, and the Dejim Nabral, and they both start up. with the letter D and R related divers to divers. And yeah. connected to the first, up. so a lot of stuff, but... Yeah. I've actually got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alara Thiel talks to more to Torrent about... There's a lot of talk about allies and whether they're going to be allies with Tellers and Kirtle and the intersection of their... India, what what did you make of that conversation between them and this like kind of alliance, like what's going on with Torrent here and Telestin Kirtle? Um, I think that Torrent has already decided that he's going to 
be friends and work with Tyler Sincurl <laughs> and is kind of very quickly getting over Olarethel's shit. Mm. Like, which is fair. Um, even like sassing her back and like saying mean things to her too now. Like they have a very uh I'd say unhealthy thing going on. Mm. But I do think that he has made it clear he's gonna work with Tellerston Curdle and get them into get them out of whatever animal bodies they're in and into people bodies, I think. I think that's what he's saying he's gonna do with them. Am I right? I have no comment. <laughs> Does anybody agree with that? Or a body that's not a, a skeleton bird? I think so. Cool. Yeah. So that's my understanding. Honestly, I would never align with Tellerist and Curdle. They seem unhinged at the very best and very clearly only looking out for themselves mm-hmm. and like very, but like not even hiding it. Like they're not like, oh no. Like, well, they kind of are, but it's like if you believe them, you're stupid. Like they're like, yeah. But we, like, will run fucking shit and kill everyone around you. Like, we're not fucking kidding. But, like, yeah, let's help you out. Yeah. So I think it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. But Agreed. who am I? Uh, what do y'all think about uh, Olar Ethel's this moment here where she says, uh, like, is getting angry at Torrent because he doesn't understand that she's, like, trying to save humanity or whatever. And he says, uh, if to save us, Olarathiel means holding prisoner the souls of the Talani Mass, then as a pathetic mortal, I tell you, it's too much. Free them, leave us to die. And she says, you yeah. would speak for all humanity, last of the all, you who dream only of an end. Well, I, what, do, what do you think of that? I, I think that's, that's kind of interesting. That awesome. Yeah. I think it's awesome to see Torrent be like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like... Who are you to enslave a people to one people to save another? Like, why is one group of people worth also saving Also, like, your another? own people. Yeah, seriously. Right? Mm-hmm. She's kind of a race traitor. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, India, but... But I do, but I'm, like, not kidding. Like, she kind of is. Um, <laughs> All right. I, it's time, I think we should move on. And I'd be curious, Josh, you made an awesome point earlier when you're contrasting seeing Tool from different perspectives in the Bargast and now seeing those different perspectives within the Talani Mass. That and was we me. See s- that was AJ. That was AJ. Um, That's so I love that point, you. Josh. Um, and I would just be curious <laughs> if you had, um, you or AJ, if any of these other Talani Mass who we're kind of seeing from in this chapter kind of stood out to you. We speed Amkala, Ulog Tugtil, Cult or Model. I'm kind of rushing through some of these names. Are but... you trying to vomit? <laughs> um, <laughs> would uh, any, any any thoughts? Kebral Korish? <laughs> okay. I'll say first and foremost, when Kebral comes in and is just like, this reminds me of my battle with the order. I was like, I'm out. I do not care about the order of the Red Spire. You could not do anything to make me care about them. And then it's like, actually, it's just three people. And I hurt one with a beard. And I was like, oh, well, just three of them? Sounds pretty strong. And I was really shocked. I was almost excited about it. And I was like, stop it. Because I'm never going to hear about this Red Spire again. And, uh... Then I was out of it for the rest of them. Especially the dude who was like, these Kajajimal killed my people. We should be going after. I was like, this is stupid. I, I. <laughs> what they thought about Tool was fine. But as, you know, people, I, the Talana Mass, there were too many of them. They're the new Malazan soldiers, in my opinion. Yeah. 
AJ, any thoughts? No, I mean, in terms of comparing it to the Bargast and stuff, uh, not really. Um, I don't I don't have many thoughts about that specifically, really. Nothing more than like what I said originally with the Namkala stuff. But like, I always love just like a supposedly non-consequential lore drop, especially when it's about a, a, a bone dude fighting three other guys. Uh, cool. The the first guy, uh, Kebral Korish. Uh, does mention Olar Ethiel also, who's basically just like, I don't give a fuck what Olar Ethiel's up to. Um, she can eat, she can go eat rocks. Um, yeah. Which I thought was great because I also think that Olar Ethiel can go eat rocks. Yeah, but I think it's, I think it's cool to see them all kind of pledge themselves in various degrees or not pledge themselves to, uh, to Tool. It's interesting he's just such a compelling figure though that they're all like, well, I gotta see what he does. <laughs> At At least. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also do think Uh, it's funny that like we haven't, you know, the we we haven't seen Talon and Mass brought together in large numbers since book three when they were all like freed, you know, uh, devoured by Itkovian. (laughs) Not devoured by. And freed by Itkovian. Yeah. Silverfox is still alive, right? Yes. Just chilling in that world or is she not in that world where she put everyone I don't think Did she's she? there. I don't. I think she's on this world. Yeah, it it Covian like freed the Tonamas. He took their suffering and let them pass on. But Silver Fox is still just alive, as far as I know, and just like Pete. Can around. you tell us right now? Is Silver Fox going to be in the next book? I have no comment. That's um, a yes. I'll look it up. India, look it up for me. <laughs> literally, oh, wow. Okay, do not. Um, <laughs> so you're saying she is. All you have to do is go on that um, where I've done all of my... Malazan Wiki? Yeah. Malazan Wiki. <laughs> all right. Crippled God is right there. I have made mine... Anyway, I've spoken before, but I will just want to oh. say that uh, India, did did any of these Talani Mass uh, catch your eye? I hate the Talani Mass. I hate their sections, Damn. and okay. I and I don't hate them. Okay, wait. I could read okay. a whole no. book of Talani Mass stuff. No, I yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just like feel if we got like, a Midnight Tides for Talani Mass. Sorry, continue. There's a lot going on. Too much going on. Mm. Um, um, but also like I don't like the way they talk. It bores me. I get that. And that's really what it comes down to. All right. Well, I'm but sorry to I, say you're all wrong. There's one good one, and you all sh- are looking over this guy. I say Ulog. You say Tugtill. Ulog. Tugtill. Ulog. Tugtill. We are not as stoked on Ulog as me, but baby, love the name. My guy, Ulog Tugtill. Wait, is oh, that the, the Trailblood guy? Well, she thinks he has Trailblood, but. He has big tusks. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to shout out my guy, Ulog Tugtill. That- top shelf name top shelf I like name. Namkala. you think just the name Namkala is-, is a better name i feel like Namkala sounds too much like ken lava to me well but that um, sounds like a naming convention you know Namkala. 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 never Namkala. in one of those <laughs> okay you you it's really the nom. <laughs> all right um, so, so wait it was just the name pete that was what you love so much about ulog Togtail. i love many things about ulog i'm gonna Togtail. say it i'm gonna say it aj I like the way you say it, and the name is growing on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Should we just switch over to ASMR? Yeah. Log talk till. Today that has awakened something. The dust of dreams appendix. <laughs> um, All right. Usually into cult. We're almost there. We are now over two hours of recording. Or is he? Is he cult to erm anal? So. <laughs> Did you just say anal, Josh? <laughs> yeah, call it erm anal. 
Katerm Anal. So India, Draconis and Ubala meet up with some of the Bargast, and uh, Sakara the Vile is there, and uh, Draconis kind of puts her down, if, if I may borrow a phrase. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, she was like pretty fucked, honestly. That was a mercy killing if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty out of it. Why was she like that? What happened to her? It's kind of a hangover from the whole like battle that kind of happened. Battle with the Bargast. The the bar the, the Bargast and the bar Akronai. Yeah, yeah, she's a Bargast, and it got oh, so she's the, so he killed finally all of the Bargast. Yeah, and it got real officially. It got real cold. Well, not all because then quite after this scene in which we're seeing kind of the last, we do cut to Strahl and he's kind of leading some of the other ones up. Uh, but there are other Bargast around. But of those specific white faced Bargast from yes, this Bargast storyline. The numbers are quite few. That's correct. Well, they had it coming. They had it coming. Well, they, had it. they had it coming. They only had themselves, themselves to blame. Murder to see that. As the night gets later, we get same. worse and worse at staying on track. Yeah, We're doing oh literary okay. analysis. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, so Draconis and Ublala find Rolada and Sakara. He kills Sakara. That's so crazy. And then what is that? So what is crazy. That? We have another group. We've added Rolada to the mix. Mm. Right? They're all going together now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're going toward. And Ubala shares various nicknames for his large penis. <laughs> yeah. As one does. As one does. Um, yeah. And then we see a bit of them, and then we are moving towards the end of the chapter where we are touching in with some of the pirate stuff, the Shirkalal, Falash kind of sailing. Um, they talk about um, the privilege that Falash has, the end of money, what's going on in Leather, and then also encounter some other stuff. And they talk about mail. I'm begging you to stop touching your mic. I'm begging um, you. Take your okay. hand off the arm, because it's impossible to edit around. <laughs> so, AJ... Um, <laughs> Thank you. What what do you think of this pirate storyline? Yar har, I'm ready. I, I love it. I always love being <laughs> I always love being on the high seas. I don't know. I, I forgot Shirkalal was in this book. <laughs> so it was nice to come back there. It hasn't been that long since we've seen her, but uh it's it's nice to have her back. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's interesting this conversation about like are to Hull and uh, Janeth just going to become the thing that they are seeking to take down is like, you know, I don't know. That's kind of something that I've thought also, which I think the books make you want to think about because we see Rulad come in and the system eats him. So it's like, why can't, why, what makes to and Janeth different? Which like, I think there's a lot of stuff that makes them different from Rulad coming in. Uh, them not being possessed by an evil sword is on that list uh, they are possessed by evil capitalism Ooh, or are they india because they're self-aware of it you know like so, can yeah. they reclaim it eh. oh my god <laughs> 2023 we're reclaiming capitalism <laughs> okay yeah it's called a recession <laughs> um uh, but no i mean i uh, i don't know i think it's it's an interesting conversation, but it does feel like it's just one of those conversations that like sometimes the book is like, how about this philosophical thing? And then we just yeah. kind of talk about that for a little bit. And it's like that stuff's always interesting, but it's not it doesn't leave me feeling a type of way. You know, I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is a thing to think about. And it's 
I like and then we move on yeah and then we move on and it's fine like I, I, I like the parts they're good parts and then we move on <laughs> yep and that's it all right that's it Maybe we should wrap it up. I feel like we've gotten really late. I'm sorry, I, uh, Shirk Alal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not. There wasn't much to say more. It about was a pretty Shirk. quick scene. Yeah, Shirk. I'm so sorry. And the F- Flash goes to talk to the handmaiden who was like faking being seasick um, for reasons. They want to see mail. They got to talk to mail. They got to talk to mail. And then there's a storm. And, but, and and we'll pick up. We don't know. We don't know what yeah. that conversation's gonna bring. Mm-hmm. Excited. There's for a it. storm ahead. Mm-hmm. That's what we do know. Okay. I will just share. I am really trying to google about the dog statues um and it is a really tough google tune in next week everyone we will be wrapping up dust of dreams book nine in the can a lot of exciting stuff yeah i i I can't even guess where this book's gonna end (laughs) not at all and i'm glad because i'm not asking for predictions nice Um, What I am doing is saying thank you all for being here. Um, I really enjoyed hosting this with you, PB. When I say come, you say passion. Come. Passion. Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here recording the credits in this room one final time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Sorry there were no chapter summaries. We had some production troubles and weren't able to get them in time for the edit. Uh, But they'll be back next week. If you'd like to give us your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our episodes, you can always email us 10verybigbooks at gmail.com. Tweet us at 10verybigbooks or you can head on over to discord bit.ly slash VBB discord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D. Discord. That link will also be in the show notes. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to financially support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 10 very big books that link will also be in the show notes and as always thank you so very much to dan Gezerick for making our spectacular cover art you can follow him on twitter at a underscore w underscore dan g for radio silence after the philadelphia eagles tragically lost the big game we're right there with you dan thank you as well to resident holy shit that's so fucking cool i cannot believe you've done that scout wilkinson for the special art she will be providing for this season it's about to get wild y'all i hope you are prepared uh, you can follow her at twitter.com slash humble goat and of course the wonderful music in today's episode including the remixed intro and outro track is by the one the only amaranthan from his album simulant rain which you can find along with his other music on bandcamp.com links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books will be back in two weeks on march 3rd talking about the finale of dust of dreams chapters 22 23 and 24 i'll talk to you then and thank you so much for listening you my dad friends unprompted at a recent dnd session did did really talk about how as they've gotten older they only watch milf videos and i was like i don't need to know this about my future hey you know what i would rather that than they tell you the alternative yeah well that's i agree like they only watch like videos of people their age pornography india mom i'd like to fuck Mm mm-hmm I didn't know that that's what you were talking about. Yes. Just like a dilf. You've clearly never hung out with the boys, India. (laughs) Yeah. You've never had a fun night with the boys. You know that that song, Stacy's Mom Has Got It Going On? Yes. She's a MILF. MILF porn. Yes. Yes. Like the pool boy.
Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. The pizza man. Mm. The mailman. Yeah. The milkman. Yeah, Josh, I'm really glad that one of your guys wasn't like, I'm super into that stepsister stuff. I love that. Dude, have I told... I've told Peter... It's most watched porn. I've told you guys I've told you guys about my, my problematic boss at the concession stand that showed me how to do coke, right? That's in a recording now. He also one time really went into depth on what he watches, and it was the most... I, I was like so unbelievably uncomfortable. I was like, I did never needed to know that that was a category wow. Josh, or that you were into it. Josh, how does this conversation keep coming up? <laughs> I don't know. You're the it's common denominator crazy. here. Are you always just talking? Do you, right. do you start conversations with? So I was cranking it the other night. <laughs> <laughs> that soldier boy. Um, all right. just let's, always let's, doing the soldier work, and people keep misunderstanding me. I'm just doing the dance. All right, let's. Now let's they see. do say Superman them hoes, so there is a little. Wow, Josh, Superman there. that hoe. Okay, is it that hoe? I think it's them hoes. I think it's them hoes. Soldier Superman boy, that. No, I think it might be Superman that hoe. I think it's that. Superman, yeah. I think you're right. I'm looking on Genius. Technically, Vince. Genius says Superman that oh, but we know what we know what Mr. Boy was really saying. God. Yeah, um, yeah, we definitely do know. Um, um, all right, let's do it. Do we need any refreshers? No, nah, I'm looking at it. I just listened to this chapter an hour ago or so. So. Yeah, I I did not listen to this chapter these chapters again after last week, so I'm like so. Uh, I'm just busy reading all of the genius notes. I'm on flying Soulja by the Boy. seat of my pants. That's so funny. There's not a lot of notes. I'm gonna be honest. Mm. He's I've... made it very clear that he doesn't say ho. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Hmm. I'll take him at his word. Sure. We don't disparage women in this house. We just um. Superman them. <laughs> he he's an ally in the most respectful way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, is Superman anything but respectful? Um, no. In fact, not. it would be disrespectful if you weren't Supermaning that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I would be offended if you did. 